Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gates Daily Podcast. My name is Danielle Elinas, and I'm here to share with you an insight of the day. I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians 13. I may speak in the tongues of men, even angels, but if I lack love, I have become merely blaring brass or a clanging cymbal. I may have the gift of prophecy, I may fathom all mysteries, know all things, have all faith, even to move mountains. But if I lack love, I am nothing. I may give away everything that I own. I may even hand over my body to be burned. But if I lack love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind, not jealous, not boastful, not proud, rude, or selfish, not easily angered. And it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not gloat over the other people's sins, but takes its delight in the truth. Love always bears up, always trusts, always hopes, always endures. Love never ends, but prophecies will pass. Tongues will cease. Knowledge will pass. For our knowledge is partial and our prophecy partial. But when the perfect comes... The partial will pass. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, thought like a child, argued like a child. Now that I have become a man, I have finished with childish ways. For now we see obscurely in a mirror, but then it will be face to face. Now I know partly, then I will know fully, just as God has fully known me. But for now, three things last Trust, hope, love, and the greatest of these is love. Pursue love. This chapter in 1 Corinthians has been a chapter that I have meditated on and taught out of and has really impacted my life. I remember growing up and even as I got older, seeing this chapter on pictures and people's homes. And um, we even received this as a gift for our wedding. Somebody hand wrote it for us. And I remember about eight years ago, I was heading to a wedding actually of a very good friend of ours. And it was a wedding that we were not going to know very many people at. And being the personality that I am, I was sort of dreading meeting and being around a bunch of new people. I love being around people that I know well, um, being around good friends being around the community that I'm used to being around. But I do have an introverted part of me that has a hard time in situations where I'm meeting new people or having to start a conversation. And at the time that eight years ago that we were going to this wedding, it was a huge challenge for me. I've worked through it 
over the years. And although it's still not my favorite thing, it is something that I look at very differently now because of love, because of this chapter. So I remember saying to the Lord on the way to this wedding, I was saying, Lord, I am so tired of having to prepare my heart when I go into situations, new situations with new people and trying to prepare my heart and and see things uh, the right way and, and not be inwardly focused and not feel insecure and all these things. Um, and the Lord spoke to me very clearly and reminded me of this question, what can separate you from my love? And I realized that actually there's nothing that could separate me from the love of God. I I began to think about that in that moment. And I thought, gosh, it's just me that separates. It's my thinking. It's, it's my, um, perspective that separates me from the love of God. And I realized that what separates me from others and even getting to know new people is also me. <laughs> it It's not, it wasn't God's fault <laughs> and I wasn't blaming it on him, but I was expecting him to perhaps heal me or at least make it easier for me to meet new people and get to know new people and and all of that. And so I realized that the only thing that can separate me from the love of God is, is me, that I get in the way. And so I began to remove myself from my that thinking, that negative thinking from these situations and to focus on others and to focus on sharing with them the love of God by the way that I would treat them or even what the way that I would think when I was around new people. And instead of thinking about how uncomfortable I might be feeling, I began to think about what kind of a blessing could I be to the people that I'm meeting. And it was actually really such a breakthrough for me because it helped me to formulate questions and become interested in them rather than thinking about myself and how uncomfortable I was feeling and what I could do to make myself feel comfortable. I thought, no, how can I make this person that I'm talking to feel more comfortable? How can I show them God's love? Um, Because the only thing that separates us from God's love is is our self, is our own thinking. And I didn't want to be a block for others from the love of God that was in me to be released. And so I just want to go back to this chapter. I'm going to read uh, just through it and talk a little bit about what it says. Because following this situation, after I went to this wedding, had a wonderful time, got to know new people and just really shifted my perspective and the way that I see people and talk to people. Um, 
I had incredible breakthrough and I began to really get into 1 Corinthians 13. So it says, I may speak in the tongues of men, even angels, but if I lack love, I have become merely blaring brass or a symbol clanging. And over the years, I have to say that I have spoken to so many people who have tried and tried and tried to tell people about the Lord or tell people about the love of God, and they feel like they're not being heard, and or they're trying to prove that God is real, or whatever it is, um, talking about God all the time, maybe around their children or around who, you know, people they perceive to be sinners and, and that they're met with this response of, you know, people don't want to hear about it or people are rolling their eyes at them or their children want nothing to do with them. And I have to say that this rang really clear to me that love is not just talking about God and about our, what we think is right and what we believe. Love is actually looking at that other person and looking and becoming interested in who they are and what they believe. And so I find it interesting that it says, but if I lack love, I have become merely blaring brass or a symbol clanging. And I have to say, I've been around quite a few people that were, I think that that's what's happened to them. They think love is just telling people about how they feel, but it's not true love. It's not a servant's heart of love. It's, It's not really being interested in the other person and putting them first. And so they just become this they just sound like they're making noise all the time and nobody wants to listen to them. It says, I may have the gift of prophecy. I may fathom all mysteries, know all things, have all faith, even to move mountains. But if I lack love, I am nothing. And to me, this just talks about like, we could be the most spiritual, incredible, gifted people in the earth and understand mysteries and and all these things and have knowledge and understanding and even faith. But this actually says, if I lack love, I am nothing, which means none of that matters if we are not walking in love. And so I have to tell you, as I read this, I really had to evaluate like, whoa, do I even love? Because I know that at that time when this revelation came to me, I was in a place of really digging into prophecy and going deeper into the mysteries of God and just having faith for the supernatural. And yet I didn't have love for myself and love for others the way that I know we are to have that kind of love now. It says, I may give away everything that I own. I may even hand over my body to be burned. But if I lack love, I gain nothing. So this is saying like, you can do all of these great things. You can be the most generous person ever. But if you don't have love in your heart, what you do, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't 
go to your account. It's, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't reflect well on you. And so this is what love is. Love is patient and kind, not jealous, not boastful, not proud, rude or selfish, not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. My goodness, that is only verses four and five. Two verses of what love is. And if you, I would encourage you to go through each one of those and examine whether or not you have these attributes of love in you. That do you walk in these attributes of love? Love does not gloat over other people's sins, but takes its delight in the truth. Love always bears up, always trusts, always hopes, and always endures. Wow, I had to really ask myself when I read this, do I love anybody? Is there anybody really that I could read this and say, yes, I truly love that person. And yes, I'm talking about even my husband and even my children. Like, do I really love them if this is what love is? And the answer at that time was no. And I realized that I don't even love myself this way. I don't I I even questioned, do I love God because of the way that love is described here? And, um, And I just began to really take each one of these patience, kindness, um, just humility, um, security, all of these things, not easily angered, all of those things. And I began to evaluate them in myself and recognize that I had a long way to go with love. Um, Love never ends, but prophecies will pass, tongues will cease, knowledge will pass. All of these things that we, I think often the church or the body of Christ prides themselves on um, sometimes that means that that they're spiritual. Um, those things are going to pass away, but love is eternal. It never ends. It, that is who God is. God is eternity. For our knowledge is partial, our prophecy is partial, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass. Only love is perfect. And um, we have to understand that these things that we go deep into or desire, whether it be gifts or uh, miracle signs and wonders or whatever it is we're looking for, that love is the only thing that is as is eternal in all of this and will be lasting and have an eternal impact. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, thought like a child, argued like a child. Now that I have become a man, I have finished with childish ways. Children think that they know it all, that they know better, especially when they're teenagers, and argue and always think they know the right way. But as we go through life and as we mature and as we um, continue to grow, we realize that we don't have all the answers 
that um, we don't know it all and that we have to to walk in humility and and have patience with other people and understand that other people do things a different way, not because they're bad or they're wrong, but because of situations that they've walked through. For now we see obscurely in a mirror, but then it will be face to face. Now I know partly, then I will know fully, just as God has fully known me. You know, we we can, I believe that in order to see clearly, we must be operating out of a place of love. We must attain love in order to fully see and 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 so many of us want to be right or want to know it all and yet we don't have love in us and that is what's blocking us from being able to see clearly we think that we sometimes we even think that we know it all and we think we know what's best and we think we know what's right um, but it's not about being right. It's it's about it's about loving and 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 being understanding and gracious. But for now, three three things last: trust, hope, love, and the greatest of these is love. Pursue love. I just want to encourage you today to evaluate your own heart, evaluate love in your heart, and really pursue love with everything that's in you. Bless you.